Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network. Talking AT&T, we all want to be heard. And when you're not, it's frustrating. Even if it's something as silly as the sandwich shop forgetting the extra avocado you ordered. When no one listens to you, it's frustrating. That's why it's so refreshing that AT&T is hearing you and making changes. They're giving every single customer new and existing the same deal. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another. Like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. Uh-huh. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. How good is God to me? And uh, part of the mission and the reason that I have a radio show is to is to become a sharer, more and more of a sharer. You know, um, I used to hear my mother say it to me all the time, but God blesses you to become a blessing. 
And I think the more you understand that about yourself, I think the more blessings will flow your way. I think that once you understand the principle that, uh, you know, it, it, but it's kind of tied together with some other scriptures, and I'm not too knowledgeable about them, of course, as usual. But I do know what I've heard, you know. And, you know, if you look at something simple as do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, wouldn't you want somebody to help you if you needed help? I mean, look, I'm, I don't know how to wind it down into some intellectual lecture. I just know how to get it down there to where I've been able to understand it. If, if, if there's a scripture similar that says do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or if that's, you know, in a prayer, would not you want somebody to help you if you needed help? You've heard you reap what you sow. Do you understand that if you sow discord, that discord is going to come your way? That if you hate, hate going to come your way. If you blog nothing but negative comments about people, your life will be filled with negativity. If all you do is talk about people, then guess what? Somebody got to turn that gun around and talk about you. See, it, it just stands to reason. So what I've learned in my life and through all the, the trials and tribulations that I've had is to take those lessons and share them with people in case you ain't heard it from somebody else. See, sometimes, and the reason it seems like I'm redundant at times, is which I am, is because I'm always trying to find a different way to say the same thing. Because it's a funny thing, man. You got to hear it a certain way for it to click with you. How many times have I heard a saying and then I heard it a different way that it clicked with me? You know, I've heard uh, this saying right here. Remember this now. Everybody's not happy for you. We've all heard that, right? Everybody's not happy for you. Well, that's very simple. That, that don't need no explanation. That simply means of all the people you know or do not know, when something happens to you and you're celebrating it, everybody not going to join in on the celebration. That's all that is. But then you take it one step further. My father used to say something to me all the time. He said, son, everybody come with you, can't go with you. I didn't get that when I was 15. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. He said, you're going to lose some of these friends you got along the way. You know, just, just the space, time, you're going to grow in different directions. You know, you're going to do something they ain't into. They're going to do something you ain't into. They're going to want you to go here. You ain't going to make it. They're going to disappoint you. You're going to disappoint them. He ain't never lied. But I don't care where you get in life, how old you get, how far you go, who you think you are, what you make, what you say, what you claim to be. Know this right here. Everybody can't go with you. If you are constantly trying to improve yourself, you constantly have to take assessment of the people around you. Because if you are going to continue to go and continue to grow, then guess what? You got to have people that's on the go and willing to grow. If you got people in your life that are not on the go or willing to grow, how can they help you go or grow? Do that make sense? So you have to constantly make assessment of the people around you, or else, guess what? You're going to learn a valuable lesson. 
You know, the late uh, boxing promoter, Butch Lewis. I was talking with Butch Lewis one time. And, uh, man, what a good brother, man. I'm talking about, man, what a good brother, man. Jesus. And um, I was talking with him, and he shared with me a lesson that I had never thought of before. And he told me this. Let me see, because it's clock. I don't know how much time I got. I don't want, yeah, I got time. Butch Lewis told me this one time. He said, every successful man is doing what I call, he got rope work to do. He got rope work to do. He got to put in work on rope. And I'm sitting there listening to Butch Lewis and all the money he had made and all the people's lives he had changed and all of the moves he was making and his and the incredible skills as a negotiator on behalf of some very, very wealthy people. He was just an, an amazing man with no education, but he read everything. He Butch Lewis read all the, all the papers, all the periodicals. That brother knew everything. He said, uh, you got to put in rope. And I was sitting there listening. He said, here's the analogy, little brother. He said, you are on rope. There's a thick rope you have on no shirt. You have on some tattered clothes. You have on no shoes. Your shorts is cut off just below the knee, and they tatted. And you got dirt on you, and you're sweating. There's this huge, huge raw rope over your shoulder. There's burn marks on all of your shoulder. Connected to that rope is a wagon. That wagon has all your weight on it, all your responsibilities, all the people you're responsible for, all your children, your wife, your family members, your employees, your your coworkers, your friends. They all on that wagon, man. They just sitting there. He's saying what you got to do is you got to pull that wagon up the hill. Now, only thing with it is can't nobody help you pull your wagon. You pull your wagon alone. He say, now, what you can do along the way of pulling your wagon is you can find yourself a good wife, a good woman. He say, now, what that woman does is she get down off the wagon. She fan you while you pull it. She put water on you while you pull it. She put stuff in your mouth while you pull it. She kick rocks out the way while you pull it. But she, but she pulling for you. But she is equally as important as you are on the pull of the rope. He said, you hear me clearly now, young soldier. He said, nah, get this here. He said, it's people on your wagon that you're responsible for. But you want the people on your wagon to help you get your wagon to the top. So what you hope is that they got their foot hanging over the side, pushing. They got one leg over the back or maybe both legs over the back. Pushing. They got they might have their butt on the wagon, but they push you with both legs. They back facing your back. Maybe some of them facing you, but one of them got left leg hanging over trying to push. And you hope that all them people on the wagon you pulling is back there at least trying to help the wagon get to the top of the hill. Here go your problem though. Everybody ain't pushing. Everybody ain't pulling. Ain't everybody ain't pulling. Everybody ain't kicking rocks out the way. You got some people on your wagon that's just laying on the wagon, drinking lemonade, looking at you, talking about how long it's taking you to get your wagon up to the top, looking at you, talking about why this wagon's so slow. 
Then when you start picking up, picking up speed, they want you to pull harder, you to pull faster, you to pull more. Then they want you to throw what you done earned on the way up the hill back to on the wagon so they can have more. But guess what? They ain't helping you get more. But they got a sense of entitlement that since you got more, they should have more. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. Sometimes you got to kick the people off the wagon that ain't pushing and pulling and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I thought I could do this with you, and I thought you was going with me. But it's clear to me you ain't nothing but dead weight, and it ain't my responsibility to carry dead weight anymore. I have carried you as long as I have to carry you. You are no longer my responsibility. I am responsible for my family, my wife, my children. I'm not responsible for you. You got to get off my wagon because I'm a man on rope. I'm on a mission, baby. I'm pulling. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I have your attention, please? Steve Harvey Morning Show is underway. I happen to be Steve, but I would be nothing without the crew. Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. The fabulous Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? This little bitty fool, Junior. Morning, up. <laughs> With his happy, sad ass. Yes, sir. Every day, we got to see if he all right today. Balance him. Pull him together. <laughs> get him up out the ditch. Pick him up off the floor. Carry his ass down to the hospital for a crisis. Get him some orange juice. I'm a lot of oh, work. that was for Jay. Now, he a lot of work. And he getting on that last nerve. But he here. Yes, sir. King of pranks. The fool, nephew Tommy. Yes, sir. Top, top. Everybody wow. good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we good. My we favorite stay. question, what the president do now? Oh. <laughs> what don't he do? Man, Steve, this country, what? whoa, we're at an all-time low to me. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we is. Yeah, yes. we're just, it's like the, I don't know, it's just, you're right, a divide. It's divide. It's a divide. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like evil divide. against good or something, yeah. you know? It's almost like that, like, yeah. You know, this is a movie or something. Look, I've Don't never you do seen, what I do, though. We have what? never had a president more divisive than this. Right. Him and, him and Jimmy Fallon at it. Yeah. yeah. How do you think you can possibly say more clever stuff than this man? Than a comic. That one. I'm telling but you, man. But why, though? You're the president. Don't you have some work to do? I mean, seriously. And which, which says it all. Yeah. But it takes yeah. up the time for the most mundane stuff and then don't mention the most critical right. stuff. Right. Petty Betty. Ugh. Come over yeah, here and say something petty. about these kids so we can get them back with their families. Yeah. Hello? Come over here and say something. But then the Supreme Court, them racists up there that uplifted his third travel version bands. of the travel ban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is now... Like, it's upholding it. And it and it kind of sucks, and the White House is claiming a victory. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. all Absolutely. of your victories have Mitch a McConnell. negative connotation. So you're saying we we done separated these kids at the border. We're deterring people from coming to our country. Boom. Now I'm fixing where these seven countries can't bring these, in, these people in here that's Muslim. Boom. Mm-hmm. Who are we? This is not yeah. Because this we've lumped is. all Muslims together. As terrorists. Yeah. And that's not what they that's are. Not, that's not. No, that's not. Look, right. Islam is a beautiful religion. Who am I to tell another person that their faith and belief ain't right or ain't good? And after us, our people as a race that have been persecuted for so long, here we are having to speak up for someone else because we know how it feels. We you know, know what, what they're going like. through. We've Man. been there and are still going through it. You but know, like they said about these kids, it's like the Republicans said. Those are not our kids. Yeah, yeah. That's See, crazy. horrible. You, That's you crazy. can't 
unbelievable. You can't even understand because you've never been in that position. Right. You can stop expecting President Trump to understand because he's never been in that position. What made Obama great was Obama came from those conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a street fighter. Man of the people. So, Man, that's so it, it was people. easier to become. Mm-hmm. Donald mm-hmm. Trump is just who he always been. Stop the surprise. All right, coming up, Steve, we're going to talk about the worst barbecue meal you had at someone's house oh. or family reunion or something oh, like that. All right. That. Oh, we, we got something yeah. funny oh, barbecue no. stories coming up for Hold you at, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, uh, 4th of July, right around the corner, uh, the biggest summer holiday of the year, I guess you can say. So I wanted to ask the guys, uh, what's the worst, I mean the absolute worst barbecue experience you've ever had, whether it be at a barbecue, a family reunion, some sort of celebration? I don't have a worst. Uh Uh-huh. I have a series of things. (laughs) What? (laughs) You, you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> I got. I can wait. We all got yeah, one, fellas, because we I, just go down the list. Uh-huh. I'll go down. This is real quick, though. My boy called me up. Uh-huh. He said, hey, man, we going over to this barbecue. My boy barbecue, man, he is off the chain. I get over there to his house. When he took that lid off that old Smokey, uh-huh. wieners uh-huh. and hamburger patties. There was no barbecue inside. <laughs> that barbecue do you No, no, no. It's bread buns over there. It's, it's I, I, I'm a grown-ass man, though. I didn't eat all day. It's 2 o'clock. I came over here to eat barbecue. But he over there got the spatula pushing the meat down like he doing something. Oh, we're going to kill this right here. Man, I was so damn disappointed. Okay, let me, let me drop this one. I love it, Junior. That's crazy. So, come on, nephew. I go home with a fraternity brother. This is I'm in college. I go okay. home with a fraternity brother for the Fourth of July. Okay. They cooking out. Everything smell good, look good. I'm like, cool. He load my plate up. I got you straight tea. Here you go, man. I'm eating, and I'm eating, and then his uncle come over and say, "How you like that coon?" I said, "What?" <sighs> I said, what? Coon. I what? smoked that coon all night last night. I said, yeah, man, what? On, yeah. Man, I yeah. whooped my frat brother's ass. <laughs> I'd have been overjoyed, Tommy. Oh, <laughs> raccoon? Yes. Why you mean this man to barbecue some coon? But Tommy, it didn't look different or yeah, taste differently. Different. Uh, you know what? It has sauce on it. Um, <laughs> which is always a questionable last barbecue. <laughs> I had a fight right there. Yeah. I'm not lying to you. If I don't oh, know what man. it is, I'm not eating it. Will you move on? If they get famous for barbecue, <laughs> this ain't interstate. <laughs> this ain't rendezvous. Leon's this ain't the commissary. This ain't gates. <laughs> this ain't this ain't blood souls. This ain't Whitmoles. <laughs> what? What? Where we come from? <laughs> So, oh, man. So, you so were, how did it taste, Tommy, though? You ate it. You know what? It has so much sauce on it. I kept eating. I was like, this ain't that bad. It like ain't that bad. Cool. It's like chicken. That bad. But cool. the fact that he didn't tell me, that just made me hot. All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I want to just go on and talk about one of the worst barbecues we've been at. And I have a series of them. 
<laughs> who I routinely will forever call her that. Is that nice, though, Steve? No, really? she hate. Is it nice for her to hate me? No, but two wrongs, two wrongs, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. I'm not Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'm a stand up. I told her ass if I ever made it, a lot of my jokes was going to be about him. <laughs> okay, well, can my, we start with why did she hate you as a little boy? Because I studied, and oh. she would send me to the store, and I take too long. <laughs> So mm-hmm. she would give any one of the boys a nickel to go to the store for. She would never give me the nickel because I ain't got all day while your little stupid ass down there trying to get the, 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 the bread out your mouth. I said, oh, you fat. You big yeah. fat, wide, loose. You big loose, loose, nasty. You need makeup on Agnes right now. I used to couldn't stand her. So that's why I can't stand her uh-huh. all the time, even when I stopped studying. Well, I wonder when you gonna quit being stupid. <laughs> Damn, I have speech impediment. I ain't stupid. <laughs> My cousin Charles, he's stupid. Your damn son. <laughs> he's stupid. He in juvenile detention as we speak. That's how smart his ass is. Oh man. Okay. So that's why you didn't like, and she didn't like you. I can't okay. stand it. Even I just to this day, back, even back when the family first came to my first comedy uh-huh. club, what uh-huh. they down there doing, lying? <laughs> <sighs> so she just had no love for little Steve. So this what she made. She prided herself uh-huh. on her potato salad. Oh. Let me tell you something. Everybody can't mm-hmm. make it. Right. First of all, this woman put heavy. Heavy mustard in there. Mm-hmm. Now I've had it with a little mustard twenty yeah, a little, a little bit, yeah. But heavy mustard, no damn mayo. Oh, so you got what? No, no damn mayo. Heavy mustard. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. the, you know how you cut little cubes up in the potatoes? Yeah. Yes. Same size. Now, did she sprinkle a whole bunch of celery seeds in it? Them little bitty celery yeah. seeds? Yeah, they get stuck in I can't stand yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Now, the celery chunks... And the potato chunks and the carrot chunks is <laughs> all the same size. <laughs> carrot and potato salad. Carrot and, and celery you. chunks in and, the potato salad. And the potato All this with celery seeds on it wrapped up in heavy, <laughs> heavy ass muscle. Must- no. You need the floss. This the yeah. best. <laughs> this the, the best. I call this my tangy. Oh, potato salad. Ooh. My daddy couldn't stand. <laughs> daddy, you ought to call it something else. <laughs> Tangy ain't enough. Why don't you, why don't you describe the flavor? My daddy said, all oh, this sugar, honey, iced tea. Dish. My daddy was talking. She couldn't stand bad food. Uh-uh. Don't put that next to my barbecue that I'm over here doing. <laughs> Now Bill, Bill make my potato salad for my plate. Your mom, right. Bill. Mm-hmm. Don't don't put sugar honey iced tea over here. <laughs> he didn't even want it next uh, in the barbecue. No. <laughs> it could put be yours on the over table. There. Leave yours inside on the stove where ain't nobody going. <laughs> <laughs> we, put it out here without somebody get confused and think my, me and my wife that made this here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, <laughs> we got to um, get out of here because Nephew Tommy is coming back with uh, Run That Prank. That's right after this, Run That Prank back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Cardi B has confessed, yes, she secretly married Offset. It was last year. 
Uh, but uh, last married? year, they've been married for almost a year, girl. But uh, come on, nephew. Let's get to it. Run that prank back. Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderbolt. Who is Thunderbolt? Who is Thunderbolt? He was, he was Polly Cloudy and Dribble. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, your name. That's his stripper name. Sound <laughs> like Weather. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerizzo. Uh, Thunderbolt. <laughs> Run it, cat. Hello? Hey, man, let me. Uh, must be. Not, not here. Who's calling? Hey, this Thunderbolt from the club, man. Uh, What time she get in? Thunderbolt. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, this Thunderbolt, man. What time she get in? What you mean? What time she get in? Uh, She ain't in here now, but, you know, I mean, I'll. What you need? Hey, uh, I'm trying to actually get an address and stuff, man. She got me dancing this weekend on Saturday night, and uh, I want to see it, make sure I got the address and everything, everything's still on. You know, I done already gave she my slot up at the club. She got you dancing. Say what now? What you mean she got you dancing? She asked me to do some male dancing on Saturday night. So I, I went on and took off at the club, and, uh, you know, she done no, already girl, gave me. My, my girl ain't, she ain't had to do no male dancing. My girl, she, nah. My girl, she goes she goes to school at, at at night on weekends, so you know. But now she ain't. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, who is this here? My name David. David, my uh, fiance. What? Yeah, that's my gal. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Squeaky finna get married? Squeaky? Who the f- Squeaky? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you you. My girl ain't. I'm David. Right. Okay. That 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 Squeaky. Squeaky finna get married. How you married? know my gal? You say you a dancer? I dance at man. I'm Thunderbolt. Yeah. But I'm, how do you know my gal? She come to the club on Saturday. She asked me about doing some dancing for this coming Saturday. So she already gave me half the money. She come to the club on, on Saturdays. No, nah, my gal, she, she go to school on Saturdays, man. You know, no. Homeboy, listen. I, first of all, I'm blown away by you trying to tell me Squeaky married. That, that, you got me really toe up with first that. First off, I don't know no, no Squeaky. That's what we call her at the club, man. Hey, man, look, I'm not finna get into all of that. What I'm really calling about is she got me working this weekend doing some dancing. And I'm trying to just make sure that we on for this weekend because I didn't get my spot up at the club. You trying to tell me my girl hanging out at a buck naked club with dance? Man, Squeaky been coming up in there, man, for the last buck. Squeaky, she been there long enough to have a nickname? Dog, I've been knowing Squeaky four, five years. Squeaky been coming. Man, this, this Thunderbolt, me and Squeaky go way back. Oh, no, man. Well, we gonna handle when she get in here, and you can, you know, handle yours, however you got to handle it, talk to whoever you got to to get your little money or whatever. Or no, 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 hold on, whoever, I can't know, get but, my slot back, dog. Hold on, wait a minute, man. That, that's not hey, stop. Are you, is you listening, man? I can't get my slot back at the club. Now, Squeaky got to give me the remaining balance, man, even if she ain't going to do it. I need my other one. Remaining balance? Squeaky ain't finna give you the remaining balance of nothing. Hey, man, I need the rest of my money. money that, that she gave you. What so you saying? Ain't finna, you can just count that out. She ain't finna give you a thing. Hey man, Thunderbolt gonna get his money, man. I need my one fifty. Thunderbolt gonna get his whooped. Well, then that's what you got to do. Then that's what you got to do, man. That's I tell you what. That's for Thunderbolt whooped. And he ain't finna get no cash. Talking about calling this squeaky and all this whole. I ain't, I ain't working for to give money away to some Thunderbolt lightning or whatever. Hey man, look man, it's Thunderbolt. It ain't lightning. It's Thunderbolt. Lightning work on Wednesday night. This Thunderbolt. I don't know who you done talked to already about that. But you need to holler at them, but don't be calling here asking my gal to give you some money. She ain't giving you because she don't make nothing. I'm coming over there now and get my money from Squeaky. I ain't, I ain't hearing this. Don't make nothing. Squeaky I make don't... all the money around here, so I, you ain't finna get nothing from over here, partner, so you can wipe that out your mind. 
I'm coming over there to get my money from Squeaky today. You coming over here? I'm coming over there to get my money from Squeaky. So what? Man, look, man, I ain't got time to play. I done lost my slot at the club. See what you get. See if you get some money. Get your laid out. Thunder coming over there to get the rest of his money. Thunder, you better not bring your over here. Because you come, well, I tell you what, bring your on over here. And I'm going to show you lightning. I ain't know you got some money already from She riding here giving you money away. I'm struggling. I tell you what, you bring your if you want to and watch what's going on. Hey, man, all I'm saying is I'm finna come over there and wait outside the house for Squeaky to get there to get the rest of my money. That's what I'm saying to you. You're going to come over and sit outside what? I'm finna come over there and wait outside for Squeaky to get there so I can get the rest yeah, of my money. bring your over here and sit outside my house. That's what I'm finna do if that's what it takes for me to get my money from Squeaky. I tell you what, you bring your over here then and sit outside my house. And when you get your here, you blow the horn. That's what you do. You blow the horn so I come out there and meet you and let you know what's going down. I'm going to bust your And when she get here, she can see your laid out like a mother. Come on over and get your money. I'm going to get my money. All right, Squeaky owe me $150 and I'm going to come get it. I don't give a what she owe you. About $150, that's my she giving you. You ought to be happy with that. You want to come over here talking about you want some more money? You know, somebody owe Thunderbolt $150 and Thunderbolt going to get his money. You better try to go and dance at the club on, on this weekend. Bring your over here. You will not be dancing at that talking about sitting out front of my house. Squeaky gonna give me my one fit. You ain't even got nothing to do with this no way. This transaction is between me and Squeaky. It ain't got nothing to do with you no way. Hey, her name is and it's got everything to do with me. You call my house with this talking about she owe you some money and you I'm gonna bring your on over here. I got your money. Come get your when I got your money right here, I'm going to be sitting out front waiting on you. Squeaky the one asked for me to dance Saturday night. Squeaky asked, I told her $300 plus tips. Now I ain't going to get no tips. But I tell you what, I am going to get my $300, though. I got $150, and I'm going to get the other $150 when Squeaky get on. You ain't getting it from me. You going to get your buzzer from me. I got one more thing I need to say to you. Would you listen to me? Hey, man, what I'm listening. I can hear you. What? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. Who? Who is this? <laughs> this is Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve oh. Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. God. You need to quit. Boy, don't play too much. That man, y'all had me hot round this. I'm putting on boots and shit, man. I got on the gear. I'm finna go out here and squabble. I got pipes and bats. I'm finna go out here and spot a whoop of man. <laughs> you all right, man? Y'all wrong. I'll be glad when somebody prank your Tommy. I'm going to get that Y'all got me. Y'all got me. Hey, man, Feel I got you. one more thing I got to ask you, man. Whew. What is? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Thunderbolt, baby. Uh-huh. Hey, somebody got to do it. Somebody got to be the prankster. It's me. Right. I chose myself, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, let me put you once on tap right here. Nephew Tommy with blazers and bow ties. A night in the city. That's mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas. It's a party. We're celebrating women. We got a lot of AKs coming to town, so I thought I'd throw my own. So it's Saturday, July 7th. At the Health Museum, 1515 Herman Drive. You do not want to miss it. Mm-hmm. I got the lavish buffet. I got the red carpet. I got a live band. I got the DJ. I got all that, and I got an open bar. So what more do you want in a, a summer party? What else I need? Do I, am you I missing all anything? this buffet, open bar, admission. How much, man? $40 pre-sale. Ooh. You can go to 
eventbrite.com and get your tickets right now. That's the deal. That's the deal. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be there with my aunt. How <laughs> you going, going Carla? All right, coming up next in entertainment news, Cardi B confesses that she secretly, yes, she secretly married Offset. And uh, Steve is going to give some marital advice, okay? We definitely want to hear that to young couples. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, 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 it looks like Cardi B and Offset did the doggone thing. They did it in the old-fashioned way after all. Love, marriage, and then the baby carriage, okay? Mm. Apparently, the two have been married for almost a year now. Uh, the marriage certificate, yeah, what? who knew? Who knew? I love it. Like a talking. Yeah, the marriage certificate uh, lists the date as... Is the- Offset the one that... uh. In the Migos? Yeah, it was doing me in the... Uh, no, that like was Quavo, the, right? No, Quavo, Quavo, yeah. yeah. That's Quavo my looks uh-huh. like you. Throw Quavo, back. yeah. I just try to keep track of everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing you. Yeah. The marriage certificate lists the ma- the wedding date as uh, September 20th, 2017. Now, this is according to an insider. Offset just woke up one day, looked at Cardi, and said, marry me. So instead of announcing the news to their friends and family, they decided to tie the knot right away and got married at the house. For the record, yeah, Cardi B was not married at the time. I mean, she was not pregnant at the time. This means that when Offset staged that whole public engagement, remember back in October, Mm -hmm. he and Cardi Mm -hmm. B had already been married a month, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Cardi actually confirmed the news uh, on yesterday. She kept it private because she wanted that moment for herself. And I understand that, you know, Mm -hmm. because paparazzi is all around them. So they wanted something special for themselves. I love it. She says, our relationship was so new. We had a lot of growing up to do, but we were so in love. We didn't want to lose each other. So that's why they did it, yeah. That's a great Yeah. I've said all that before. Okay, so Steve, since you said (laughs) that, so there are a lot of young people out here that are so in love and they don't want to use each other. What advice do you have for for young people that want to get married? Well, first of all, patience. Start a family. You should exercise patience. Because especially when you're young. Because the decision you're making today may not even be applicable to one year from now. What you want today is going to change and what you will accept and who you are. If you're young, 20 years old, 21, in one year, all of those three things will be different. Who you are will be different. What you want will be different. Or what you will accept will be different. All of that changes over the year. I promise you it does. So patience. If you all really love each other, then won't nothing happen to it. Marrying a person, and this is not about Cardi B and uh, Offset Offset at all. That's not. They they did the thing. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm just talking about in general. A, A pastor told me something that stuck with me. He said, when you get married, the only thing that changes is the appearance of your left hand, third finger. So if y'all tripping before you get married, when you get married, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be tripping. It changes nothing. What it does is it's a tool that unifies people under the eyes of God with some vows between you. That's it. If that's meant to be, it will be that way this year or two years from now. And so you might as well be patient and wait. Because if you get married at 20 or 24, tell me what's the difference if you plan on being married the rest of your life. 
Or are you trying to get your six years in now so you can move on to something else? That's a logical, oh, experienced answer. You yeah. know, but when you're young and in love, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, to, to follow those rules. I'm sure everybody's parents told, to, have told their kids that and everything, but it's just hard when you're young and have no experience and you're just in love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, listen, we have to get to Miss Ann. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Okay. Thank you very, very much, everybody. Here we go. All right. This is Andrew with the news. The majority GOP appointed Supreme Court has voted five to four to uphold President Trump's controversial travel ban, this time on six mostly Muslim nations. This was the third try by the White House. Now, the first one took place only days after Trump was inaugurated. Remember? Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. That ban involves seven nations, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Sudan, Libya, Somalia, and Yemen, and was struck down by the courts because officials say it was a Muslim ban, and that was pure and simple, just a Muslim ban. But the justices have now okayed a ban on people from six nations, saying that the U.S. can exclude visitors from certain countries if their presence is, quote, detrimental uh, to the U.S., and this is how President Trump sees the ruling. The ruling shows that all of the attacks from the media and the Democrat politicians are wrong and they turned out to be very wrong uh, as to how many in the how, as to how the many in the muslim community see the ruling they say the supreme court has been wrong before like upholding slavery and segregation like putting japanese americans in prison camps and that they're wrong this time. In yesterday's primary voting uh, in Utah, former presidential candidate and Mormon Mitt Romney was the winner of the U.S. Senate primary in that mostly Mormon state. And in South Carolina, Governor Gen- uh, Henry McMaster uh, beat his challenger thanks to an endorsement by President Trump. The head of the Health and Human Services Administration, Alec Hazer, says that 2,047 migrant children separated from their parents at the southern border are in the agency's custody by a federal judge has ordered them to be reunited Uh, with their parents as soon as possible. An intern for the New Hampshire Democratic Center, Maggie Hassan, has been suspended for a week for cursing at the president. In footage captured by NBC News, the president is seen arriving at the Capitol Rotunda the other day to meet with GOP lawmakers about immigration when a voice is heard calling out, Mr. President, F you, although she she used the whole word. She didn't say the first letter. All Toys R Us stores set to close on Friday. Stores with a lot of unsold inventory offering 60 to 80 percent discounts. Folks may want to think about that one. Closing of Toys R Us's 740 stores in the U.S. finalizes the downfall of the chain that dominated the toy store business in the 1980s and 1990s. However, the market changed over time, as you know, and Toys R Us began to get cust- lose customers to stores like Target and Walmart and mostly to most recently to Amazon. So, you know, the market changed. Folks were looking for discounts other places. Finally, today is Nifty Shoes Day. Oh, I know you wear the best entertainment. Today's trending topics and entertainment 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Now, guys, according to Fox News, a Republican congressman named Andy Briggs, you guys heard about this from Arizona, has introduced an initiative to censor California Democratic Representative Maxine Waters. 
and they, uh, he wants to ask for her resignation and for an apology after she encouraged others to uh, confront Trump administration officials. The Congresswoman, Congressman Waters, is calling for people to push back on members of President Trump's cabinet over the migrant family separation crisis. The president tweeted, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, an extraordinarily low IQ person, has become, ha has become together with Nancy Pelosi, the face of the Democratic Party. She has just called for harm to supporters, of which there are many, of the Make America Great Again movement. Be careful what you wish for, Max. What? That's the president. What? He <laughs> That's the He's president who tweeted that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought that now, was a congressman. The congressman called for her, her resignation and for an apology from her. But then the president doubled down and said, uh, you know, called her again an extraordinarily uh, low IQ person. Uh -huh. uh, with her and Nancy Pelosi, they're saying they have become, he's saying they have become the face of the Democratic Party now. And uh, he said that she has just called for harm to supporters, of which there are many, to make America great again movement. Uh, so be careful what you wish for, Max. This is from your president. I'm just speechless yeah. that yeah. the yeah. president would tweet something like this yeah. about this a congresswoman. I'm just... Man. I, I Ignorance. When, when, you know, long after we're dead and gone, the history of this presidency right here, His what's legacy. going down in the books, yeah. When, you know, young right. people read about him... <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be just as stunned Man, as we are. Man, it's going to be so many hands raised in that classroom. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> I don't understand, yeah. teacher. Right. Well, we don't either. <laughs> what, and no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't either, little Willie. Right. <laughs> little Willie. <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay. And no one said anything? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a series of stuff like that. I'm going to do it on the radio show. What? You remember I used to do little Tommy stories. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah we missed. Those. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do books, you know, like a children's book, you know, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you know, little you you remember, uh, Run Jip Run, little Tom had Run. the dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna do a series called Little Willie, Little Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, I can't imitate him because I don't have. Can't do Little Donald. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, well, I have no idea how he's. Well, um, Congresswoman Maxine Waters-Steve responded to the president uh, to his claim, claiming that she called for violence against his supporters by reading a list of times that Trump has used violent rhetoric. Clap all right. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. All that at the rallies. Uh -huh. Punch, punch him punch in the face. Punch him in the face. Remember? Yeah, all of that. The SOBs, you know, when he talked about the uh, football players kneeling. All right. Listen, uh, we'll talk about the divide in this country. That's coming up at 34 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. So yesterday there were primaries. There were elections in Colorado, Maryland, Mississippi, New York, South Carolina, Utah, and more states. However, it seems like America is just so divided. Um... Every day we we see more breaking news. Every single day, like the Supreme Court upholding Trump's travel ban, we have to, uh, we have a divide on immigration policies. We're still demanding justice for unarmed black men getting shot and killed by the police. Horrific school shootings. White women calling the cops on on people just having a barbecue in the park or, or or kids selling bottled water. So what is going on really in this country? What what is going on? I mean. What, what's your take on it, Steve? I just think that um, we're at a time where, because, you know, um, you have to understand something about sugar honey iced tea. Okay. 
If you throw sugar honey iced tea on the wall, it drips down the wall. It doesn't drip up the wall. So what's happened here is now the rhetoric that's coming from the White House is making it okay for common people to think it's okay to say what they want to say too. Mm-hmm. No more time out for this. This is politically incorrect. Time out for this holding our feelings in and trying to be understanding of other people. He doesn't do it. We don't have to do it anymore either. So it's it's given an okay to racism and bigotry to rear your ugly head and it's the American thing to do because we stand on the constitutional right and the flag. The problem with this is the emphasis in this country has nothing to do with God anymore. That little emblem on the money in God we trust, Mm -hmm. Mm. no, they should take that off the bill because this has nothing to do with God. We're doing nothing that's godly. When you separate kids from their mom, that's not godly. When you tell people that because they're Muslim they can't come in this country, that's not godly. That's not what this is. They should just put money and power is the source that operates Mm -hmm. this country. The morality of America is slipping because there is no morality coming from the top. And there you have I believe it. That. what yes, we have. I totally yes. agree with you. So it is makes that it okay. sugar, honey, right. iced tea that mm-hmm. slid down the wall uh-huh. and mm-hmm. covered everybody. So they think it's okay. So He's doing it. He doing it this right. So, and yeah. we, we, we voted for him so we can do yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. like that brother's T-shirt said, yeah. best T-shirt <laughs> I on. saw. Come, Come on, on I don't love it. Let your president get your ass. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Listen to me. Run up, Bobby. Don't let your president now. Because, see, somebody going to pull a phone out to make a phone call on somebody and go get that whole phone pushed up in their crack. <laughs> really, Steve? You're going to have to pull it out from your throat. <laughs> your ass is ringing. You going to answer that? You going to answer that? Y'all are best. You going to answer that? You can't click on them. <laughs> your your you ass know. is ringing. Yeah, I got to make a phone call right <laughs> but, you know, did you hear the president on Tuesday where he was campaigning in uh, South Carolina? I think we have a, a soundbite where he was telling the voters to to get out and vote. Kat, do you have that? Play that. So this week it is so important to go out and vote for country, vote for family, vote for values as men values, vote for victory, and vote for Henry. He is a great... Great gentleman. He's a great gentleman. Because as a group, together, we will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America safe again, Henry. And we will make America great again. Thank you, South Carolina. Get your asses out tomorrow and vote. Okay. (laughs) It's a rally. (sighs) Key word, rally. (laughs) Yeah. He said the word. Get your... Okay. That's what they like about him. That's what they like. No decorum. You know, no class. They they just like, just say it. Just say whatever. Say how you feel. All right. Uh, if you want to comment on this, please go to All Social Media, Steve Harvey FM. Up next, it is the nephew with a prank phone call coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, why do I need a man? Mm. Okay. But right now, it is the nephew on deck <laughs> with today's prank phone call. What you got, king of pranks? Your daughter huh? bit my son. Mm. Your daughter bit my son. Ah. Uh. We're going to take time to expound on that. Your daughter. <laughs> is this a sermon? Yeah. Bit my son. If I could get everyone to turn <laughs> where you will read where the daughter bit the son. I'm headed toward that 18th verse. Here it is. Your daughter bit my son. Hello. Hello. May I speak to Kira? This is Kira. Kira Mc. This is Kira. Look, uh, do, you, do, you, do your daughter go to little. Uh, Academy? Yes. Who's this? And her name is... Yes, who's this? Listen, your daughter done bit my son, uh, Joshua, on the back. My daughter bit you? No. This no. is Wilton. Who? Your daughter done bit my son. Whoa, 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 Wilton, slow the down. You can't just call my house and tell me my daughter bit your you son. You ain't finna sit here and be cussing at me, lady. I just said, your daughter, Sakira, bit my son, Joshua, no. in the back. and I just and said look. no. I just said no. Two things. One, my daughter wouldn't bite nobody. And two, don't call my house with this... Tone. I call with any kind of tone I want to call with. All I'm saying is, your daughter done bit my son in the back. And I'm going to tell and you something. And all I'm saying is, don't call my house with this attitude, saying some that my daughter bit your child in the back. My daughter has manners, and she wouldn't be biting nobody in the back. What the did your how the hell if you know somebody going to, how the hell you know what your daughter going to be doing if you ain't there to Because I raised my daughter. You raised the shit. You live with your son? She ain't but. You live with your son, or you just come in one month and try to do some kind of daddy work. Your daughter ain't but four years old. How in the hell you, don't, you know her that damn well? I've been with her for four years. Where the you been? My daughter does not be biting people around in the back and the neck or anything like that. What the hell is wrong with you? Don't call my house with this attitude. Well, you, where I get, what, who, how the hell you figure I'm a weekend daddy? I, I'm calling you about what's going on with my child. Uh-huh. But I don't think you got your facts straight. So next time you call somebody to tell them about their child, figure out everything about your child first. All I'm saying is that the people at the academy said, Sakira bit my son Joshua in the back. Well, I can't understand what you're saying because I don't like your tone. So don't call me about my baby. Have her mama call me. It don't make no difference if a mama or a daddy call as long as somebody call. Hello? C call her back, though. Hello? Is this Kira? This is Kira. Why you hang up on me? Why are you still calling me and why are you yelling at me? My child didn't bite your child in the back. When I picked up my child, they didn't say to me, your child bit somebody in the back. Why I you, know my I, child. I'm you, with my child you, every day. Like I said in the first place, you, you must be some kind of weekend daddy. How come I you, know my child. How, I'm with my child every how, day. How come are you, are you? I'm with my... Are you, man, I don't even know who Joshua is. She should have just hit him in the head. You, hey, what you ain't going to do is sit here and talk about my baby. Now, you asked me to lower my tone. Well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to hang up one more Lower your... Lower your Hello? Hello? Uh-uh. Call her back, though. Call her back, cat. Hello? Don't hang up on me no more, lady. Don't call my number again. I'm going to call you until you tell me why you, your child is beating is, is biting my child in the back. I am not in the mood to play with you right now. You're going to mess around and get you and your child's whoop. You and your child. You know what my Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess what? Shakira got a daddy. You talking about whipping somebody's... Whipping Shakira's daddy's... No, no, you don't have else to say. You can't call my house.
and threaten me and my child. If my child bitch your child, well, that's what the your child deserve. He got whooped. How you my go? daughter whooped your son's. This probably won't be the last time the little fat snot in those kids get this. You ain't gonna be talking about me and my son. When the fake facts, she didn't bite him in the back. She might have whooped his. But my daughter don't play now. Your like daughter that. bit you my son. button pushing time. But if somebody's I say mom, frat. if somebody's mom <laughs> whooped your behind, no, <laughs> I say nothing I can do but sit there and take yeah. it. Yeah, it's Friday, sure. Is this coming yeah, Friday? Because everybody got time off. Oh, yeh- oh mm. yeah, because mm. it's the holiday. Yeah, yeah, Friday. You, you, you might think have so? a point there, Junior. Yeah, yeah, you can show your ass whoop this Friday. <laughs> you probably got to do work on Monday. Yeah. yeah, people got time off. Well, I tell you what, Friday the 13th mm-hmm. through Ju- the July 13th through the 15th. And that, that 13th is a Friday. Uh-huh. I will be in Jacksonville, Florida. Come hang out with me. That's Comedy Club of Jacksonville. Don't come to whoop to whoop me. Just <laughs> come to enjoy the show. Don't don't let Junior. Uh, okay. Okay. Don't let your president. Same shirt. Come about that same shirt. Y'all gonna yeah. let Junior hit by each other. <laughs> July 20, 21, 22, baby. Uptown Comedy Club in Atlanta, GA. I will be there. That's July 20, 21, and 22. All right. <laughs> just over here, just waiting on somebody to make an attempt on my nephew's life. Oh, no. What? That's what's going to happen. They're going to try to kill this boy, and I got to be there for him. Yeah. I'm texting security now. Okay. <laughs> Well, listen, the U.S. Open Tennis Championship, thank you, nephew, uh, will no longer penalize players for becoming mothers. I love this. I love it. Starting this year now, the tournament, which runs from August 28th 
uh, to September 10th is uh, changing the way it seeds players coming back from giving birth, which is great news for our girl Serena Williams, who just came back, of course, a couple mm-hmm. of months ago. The move is in response to uh, the controversy from this year's French Open, where Serena, the former number one player and 23-time Grand Slam champ, was not given a seed because she took 13 months off to have a baby. So there you go. They fixed that. They fixed it. Well, they fixed it. Uh-huh. There's a yeah. lot of companies wow. that. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they about time they fixed that. Yeah. 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 Man, Shirley, you, you want to have a baby? You can have a baby shirt. You want Carla? No, I'm, I'm Pat. No. I have baby fever. No. Okay. Yeah, Carla wants to have a baby. Yeah, that's, yeah. And you, you know what? Some it. companies give men time off, too. I don't know what they have. I probably should have took some time off. <laughs> yeah. You would have never been at work. You got seven kids. All my kids was a mistake. Will you stop? <laughs> no, really, I ain't, ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, who, who in here playing their kids? We have to go. <laughs> oh my god, we I have to say, go. Subject. You just have some woman walk in and go, "I'm pregnant." What? <laughs> oh, I'm the only one. <laughs> what would you say, Uncle? Oh, I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to catch myself. Oh, we having a baby. <laughs> Today's Strawberry Letter uh, subject is Why Do I Need a Man? That is up next, and we'll do that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another, like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need some advice on your relationships, on dating, on sex, on work, on parenting, and more, we have it for you right here on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All you have to do is send us your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. It's just that simple. Right, Steve? You know it is. You ain't even got to ask me. I like his participation. Mm-hmm. You don't really care. At all. Man, you, don't care you ain't got to send me nothing. <laughs> but the lion, though. Hell, half the people think we right to make the letters up any day. No, that's the, the number one question. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, that's clever uh-uh. right uh-uh. here. Mm-hmm. Y'all make and them I have up? a very active imagination. Nope. <laughs> Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Subject, turn my mic on. Subject, why do I need a man? Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 27-year-old divorced female with no children. I work full-time and I am in school full-time. I am finally able to pursue my dream of becoming a comedian. Since my divorce, I have been very happy being single and carefree and dating. I I don't want a serious relationship right now. See, in the past, I put all of my time and energy into helping my ex-husband build his comedy career, and like a dummy, I let my goals and dreams get lost in his shadow. My friends say that I'm not getting any younger and I should want to be settled and married again, but I don't. Right after high school, I enlisted in the military, and I got married young, so I missed the best part of my 20s. Now I want to put myself first. The guy that I've been dating regularly is also pressuring me to settle down. I told him straight up that I'm not looking for anything too seriously, but he doesn't get it. He told me that I need to learn how to balance work and my social life so we can be together. This brother is fine and all, but I don't want to throw a man in the mix right now. 
I don't want to end up on my second marriage and wishing I had done things differently. Is there something wrong with me doing me for a while? Why do I need another man? Your thoughts? Well, I'm not quite sure what you, what you want here. Um, you started off talking about, you know, you finally uh, are going to be able now to pursue your dreams of becoming a comedian um, now that you're divorced and everything. You also talked about how you helped your husband with his comedy career. You, diverged your, you deferred your dreams and goals to help him and everything. So and now you just want to do you. So that's how you started the letter off. Then you talked about, you know, how you're in a relationship now. And, uh, you know, the guy is pressuring you to, to settle down and be serious. Your family's uh, pressuring you to settle down. So do you want to do you? Do you. I mean, nobody's stopping you. You're OK. It's, it's OK to do you. It's OK. People do it every day and all the time. Um, do are you working on your comedy career? Uh, you know, um, being in a relationship won't necessarily stop you from doing that. I mean, you're a woman. You can multitask. We do it all the time. So what is it that you're that you're really asking other than um, uh, is something wrong with you doing you? No, the answer is no to that. Why do you need another man? Uh, you don't need another man to you. You don't. Uh, you may want one, but um I, I'm just a little confused on what you what you want. What do you want? Do you want to be a comedian or you want to be in a relationship? If you don't want to be in a relationship, don't be in one and, and work on your comedy career. Um, that's all I have to say to you. Steve? Well, the comedy career was confusing in the whole yeah, letter. it was. Because, first of all, you're talking, when you say Shirley and Steve, and you come to me with this side of it, I'm able to see... The, the comedian side, I understand totally and completely. There's nothing, nothing you could tell me about this. This, this is what I've done for 33 years. I'm, I'm, I'm an expert at this. I may not be good at a whole lot of other stuff, but this, I got a lock on this here. I know how to do it. I've done it. Here's, here's your problem. You're this divorced woman who doesn't want to be in a relationship right now, but you're seeing somebody. Right. I'm confused. Confusing. Now, if you don't want a man, then don't have a man. But what you can't do to people, you can't turn around and do to people what other people been doing and think is all right. That's what happens to women. They date a man that don't want nothing serious, but he want to just have something. Then when the woman want to get serious, he tell her, whoa, this ain't what I want right now. But hold up, you wanted everything that came with it. But now you don't want a man, but you seeing a man. And he fine and all that. And he pressured me to settle down. You told him I ain't looking for anything too serious. But he don't get it. He told me I need to learn how to balance work and my social life so we can be together. The brother fine and all, but I don't want to throw a man in the mix right now. I'm doing me. Like Shirley said, go do you. Go do you. But I got news for you. Let me, let me help you clarify one thing about this comedy. You don't work full-time and go to school full-time and then turn around and say you're a stand-up comedian because you're not. <laughs> Why you say that, Steve? You're not. <laughs> stand-up comedians are stand-up comedians. We're not waitresses. Mm. We don't work at the shoe store. <laughs> we comedians. We, we, we got it all riding on this hill. And let me tell you something else. You helped your... Let me destroy a couple of myths in this letter. <laughs> don't nobody know you are your husband. <laughs> So I how have a career you done built his up to? And where is it? <laughs> who is he? Because we don't know who he is. <laughs> I can't believe 
not. I, I promise you, we ain't never heard this. Of the part he been waiting to get to. No, hell yeah. <laughs> Come here talking about I helped his career. Who is he? <laughs> so we can see just how much of help you yeah. was. Ah, uh, this is the part he's waiting though. The letter yeah. ain't even funny. <laughs> you know, I'm 27. Who is this boy? We ain't never heard of. <laughs> By now, if he was anybody of value in the comedy business. One of us would have known the particulars of this. <laughs> he just got divorced you from little fine young twenty seven year old. Oh, you talking about Rock T Mill? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Rock oh, T. Oh, we said that. Yeah, cool. See, we would figure that out. But that's not the case. Mm-mm. You're not a, you're trying to become a comedian. How how do you do that? What are you doing to prepare to become a comedian? Now, if you just want to do you, let's not drag comedy into it. Because a full time job and a full time student is enough. It's enough for most people. So look, at the end of the day, you don't need a man, but you may want one in the future. So do you, but sooner or late, you're gonna wanna get done. Listen to me again. Do you, Hmm. but sooner or later, you may want to get done. And you done pushed the one dude out the way that wanna do you. You done pushed him out. And you think he's still going to be there when you could get yourself together? Nope, I don't. We got more when we come back, if you want more. <laughs> because you may not want no more of this here. <laughs> and uh, we will have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. Subject, why do I need a man? Right after this. <sighs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Uh, let's get to part two the of your response. what, Shirley? The subject is, why do I need a man? Okay, you don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, you don't need a man. It's not about that. It's... Baby, you can live your life without a man. Do you, boo? You, matter of fact, you can go get another woman. That has always had an appeal to me. What? I can understand if she want another woman, because I have too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had those same feelings. <laughs> you don't have to get a man. Why do I need a man? You don't. Just keep doing you. But if you don't need a man, then stop fooling with him. Because you're going to mess around and fool with somebody that ain't going to hear this. You need to grow up and settle down. You can't play with these men out here. You don't want no man playing with you. So don't come out here playing with no men. Because y'all can't do the game like we do. I'm going to just explain this to you now. I don't care what rap record you done listen to. You can't do this the way we do it now. It's not going to work out for you the same way. Our recovery skills are much greater than yours when it comes to getting it back together. Especially after you soiled your reputation. Oh, a man can standard. get his reputation, reputation back way faster than a woman can. You're talking about the double standard. It yeah. is a double standard. Mm-hmm. It is a double standard. My father taught my daughters a long time ago. I mean, taught my sisters a long time ago. You can't do what I do and still be a lady. Hello. You just cannot do what a man does and still be a lady. Somebody going to disrespect you for it. And does that make it right? Absolutely not. Especially what I do. But is that the way it is? Be quiet. Absolutely. It is not right. Tommy. If I slept with 10 <laughs> minutes, 10 women, I'd be damn, Steve. You doggish. Okay, you can survive that. You sleep with 10 men, you become hoish. You can't survive that. You can't. And it's too ugly.
privacy policy. Now, so if you don't want a man right now, you don't need one, just go do you. But quit seeing me. Just go and do you. Then when you want somebody, then you make yourself available. But quit leading these people down the Donnie Brook path. And I don't really think you that funny. <laughs> the letter isn't funny. Yeah, the letter, the letter ain't funny. Joke Not either. one joke. <laughs> she ain't even say nothing human. I ain't even trying to make the letter a little light or something. Give me something that you might stand a chance in this business. <laughs> but you're 27, you died at your husband, and you left yourself alone. Who is he? <laughs> That's my part. Is right that there. offensive you to you, Steve? That? Yeah, Damn that's right. offensive to I'm you. Because I'm just going down the list. I'm like, Kevin Hart, he, that, this ain't his girl. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. This ain't DC Fly Girl. No. Mm-mm. Don't sound like Chico Bean won't be. Nuh uh. <laughs> okay. Who who the young dudes out there? I love them. It don't sound like Billy Sorrell's girl, D Lay girl, J Reed girl. Yeah, no, J no. Cole. It don't sound like none of them. Uh. Boy, you know like who that. I died laughing at the other day? That damn Mike Epps. Mike <laughs> Epps Man, I saw on that his video Instagram. Up. Boy, I saw that people video. was talking about, why don't you dress your age? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mike Epps say, F y'all. <laughs> these are clothes. Yeah. <laughs> we was wearing these clothes cross colors and all this way before y'all got here. These ain't nothing new. These is our clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Man. He had on a Sonic jersey and a hat. Uh-huh. He said, I ain't finna wear them Steve Harvey suits. This what I wear. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> asked me, Man, you get offended when Mike Up said that? You think I care about that? <laughs> I can't even tell you how that don't move the needle with me. Right, Guess what? Yeah. I'm finna go ahead and put these suits on four more times today. Right. You, you know what they're going to pay me to put them suits on on, <laughs> on, on Family Feud four more times a day? If I told you, your ass would go get a suit. <laughs> I promise you, you would, though. I, listen to me. I promise you, if you knew what I made a day, you carry your ass over there and get you one of them suits. <laughs> I'm not studying nobody. Y'all, please know, Steve Harvey wearing these suits. Mm. This is my brand. So it wasn't Mike Epps girl that wrote no, it. No, no. <laughs> we don't know. These are clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "F y'all talking about? <laughs> These is our clothes. Said, y'all little punk ass ain't had no clothes." <laughs> but but uh, he said he's gonna be dressed like that till he die. Dog, I'm dressing <laughs> like this till I die. I said, "Go ahead, Epps." And you know what? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I am, can I issue a warning? We threw the strawberry now. Can I tell you something, Shirley? Yeah, sad. On my talk show, mm-hmm. this new talk show season, uh-huh. I am flipping the script. What do you mean? What you doing? My wardrobe what changes. What? Yes, For my what? wardrobe will change. You've never seen me this way. Well, you, you get the skinny leg, dog? Yeah, I'm, I'll switch. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how, who it's going to be by the whole season long. Is Will still dressing you? Oh, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. my guy. Oh, that's my guy. What did he's he the most say? talented wardrobe guy I've ever seen. We've collaborated and put together the new style of Steve Harvey on the talk show. I'll be the same guy on Family Feud because I got to. But on my talk show, I'm going to wear my newer style suits and dress like I've been wanting to for a while anyway. All right. This Will is Phoenix. the stuff that I wear in the personal. I'm on now boy, I'm on TV. I'm just, it's a reinvention. I've talked to y'all about this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And I am a firm believer in reinventing yourself. Oh, yeah. Constantly reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. 
The next change in Steve Harvey's wardrobe will begin September. Okay. Tune in on September the 10th to see it. Tell the people about Blue Cheese, Steve. Blue Cheese is what they call me. And why is that? They call me Blue Cheese because I be dressing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Steve, we got to go. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. At Steve Harvey FM and this Thursday at 1... Huh? <laughs> this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Junior. Time. Please join Why me for the, for the Strawberry Letter live after show on Facebook. Got to say thank you to the guys once again for filling in for me last Thursday. Are you welcome anytime. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were crazy, anytime right? <laughs> I was on a plane. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, ask Steve questions from um, from our Steve Harvey FM all social media pages, okay? All so right, questions let's go. from you, our audience. All right. Cool. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Right after this. Ah! <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time for Ask Steve. And uh, Steve, today all of our questions are from all of the Steve Harvey FM social media pages. Carla, you have some questions for us. I do, Shirley. Steve, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready, Tom. Okay, this one is from our Instagram page, Steve Harvey FM. This is from at Plum Sugar. That's a cute name. Plum Sugar. Uh huh. That sounds sexy, Uh right? Uh huh. Very cute. All right, Steve, how can you manage up the strength to do what you want in life, even if it hurts others? Hashtag Ask Steve. Okay, say that again for me. Hey, Shannon. Pay attention. I'm paying attention. I'm trying to be clear about what they're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. How Why do you, you talk to him, Shirley? Like I don't control. like that when you talk to him like that. Excuse me, Shorty. What? What? Put, <laughs> ping. Oh. Hi, you in the ass, Steve Sick. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Ain't nobody email us. Go ahead. I'm going to ask Tommy. <laughs> All right, Plum Plum Sugar on the gram. How can you manage up the strength to do what you want in life, even if it hurts others? Well, do you, you kind of understand what yeah, she's I saying? Yeah, I understand perfectly now. Good. How do you do, muster up the strength to do what you want in life, even though what you want to do hurts others? Well, first of all, let's go over a couple of things you must first manage. Is what you're going to do going to better the situation for you and your children, if you have children involved. If there's another person involved, is what you're wanting to do going to better your situation or their situation? Now, that's only important if the person that I'm discussing or you're talking about in this question matters to you. If the person doesn't matter to you, why are you considering how they feel about it? Secondly, you need to analyze why are they hurt with your decision to do what you want to do? Does it cause them to see less of you? Does it cause them to get less of peace of you, less access to you, or will they feel like they won't share in the moment with you? If those are the things that are happening, is that self-manipulative on their part or self-motivational on their part because they want something to slide to their side of the table? If all of that's true to the negative slant, you should go on and do what you want to do. But if they have a point, if you're doing what you want to do is going to hurt others and you care about the others, you have to consider, you have to weigh it out. 
is a result of what I'm going to get of this thing that I'm going to do? Is the result going to be better for us and me than if I don't do it and stay with this person and keep from hurting them? Is their hurt going to outweigh what your action is going to produce? That's the best way I can put it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Yes, it does. Yeah. All right, here's Kim's question. <laughs> How can I get my 15-year-old grandson to be a part of your mentorship program? You just completed the Steve Harvey Mentoring Camp. What, you have to uh, go Father's online and register your son with the proper information, letters and everything, bios, everything, medical reports, we require everything. Okay. Where do they go online, Steve? I don't know. <laughs> HarveyFoundation.com Steve Harvey You knew he didn't know but, but Steve though It sounded really good though I gotta give you that You you faked it till you made it I Man. love it I when love you, it When you cornered him though yeah. I don't know I got him on part uh-huh. two uh-huh. Yeah, I give up. If you get me You got me You ain't gotta beat me over here HarveyFoundation.com uh-huh. There you go mm-hmm. What's next? All right. <laughs> Ready for another one? Yes. Uh-huh. This one is from the Gram, from Instagram. This is from Ona Chamir. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's the question. Can you please do a stand-up tour, Mr. Steve Harvey? Oh. I want to, but I'm afraid. Because the political of? climate has changed. It's so PC right now. Oh, yeah. And because of my whole career right now is sponsor-driven. Radio and TV is sponsor-driven. Mm-hmm. If I mm-hmm. say something that I think is funny, somebody take offense, they start to complain, and I lose one sponsor, they all going to pull. And the way you all, the way they judge comedy now, you can't even do it anymore. The president is tweeting about comedy. Yeah. You know, you lose your jobs over jokes now. All somebody got to do is be offended. Mm-hmm. Oh, how could he? It has nothing to do with comedy anymore. So I, I would love to. I really thought about it, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's a smart move for me at this stage. I think I think I should take the bow that I took. I went out on top gracefully, selling out everywhere. I'm going to just ride with that. Thank uh-huh. you for asking because I sure want to. <laughs> It's oh. in your heart. You really want to, huh? Man, I want all to just go do one and just take all the cameras from everybody at the door, put them in them bags, and just go and rip one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Chris Rock does. You, He makes you uh, turn in your phone when you go in to the uh, venue. Mm. And then you get it back when it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's And we much. haven't heard anything from him. I mean, about, you know, anything that was bad. Yeah, but I guess Steve. Yeah, but he's not sponsor driven. Yeah, him and Chappelle can say what they want to say. Yeah, yeah. What you gonna take them off TV? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. what you gonna take their radio show? No. So they are a lot more freer. Yeah. And can yeah. be much better at it than I would be at this mm-hmm. stage. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh, this is for Twitter. Uh, to. TMU Direct. All right, here we go. When it comes to entrepreneurship, what are the main qualities? You should have when starting at ground zero. How do you make it work? I'm speaking for all young entrepreneurs, Mr. Harvey. That, that's the question. Well, we don't know you got to have a series of things. Okay. Okay. You got to have a fierce desire. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a huge dream. Okay. You have to have unrelenting faith. And you have to have a dogmatic work ethic. Dogmatic. 
it can't be anything else. All right. I you like do it. that? Yeah. You All right. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, James Harden, yeah. NBA MVP. And uh, Kanye attempts to clear up his slavery comments. All right. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The NBA handed out its awards for the 2018 season, and to no one's surprise, Houston Rockets guard James Harden won the MVP award. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah, all right, all right, MVP. Yeah. Still, while many would argue yeah. LeBron was a better uh, better player, m- most knew that it was Harden that was going to receive the award. Harden led the league in scoring with 30.4 points per game while guiding the Rockets to the NBA's best regular season record. How about that, Steve Harvey? No, he's yeah. deserving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's deserving yeah, he to be MVP. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't, they didn't slight it. Now, LeBron took a team that had no business being there. there. He did. And LeBron's a bad boy. He's the greatest basketball player on the planet. Mm-hmm. But the MVP numbers got put up this year by James Harden. No, he did. He did. He did. He did a great job, man. Um, I will say this, though, being from Houston, I saw the speech that he gave. Mm-hmm. He just should have just had the basketball and just took it and dribbled off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He was just, uh, yeah, you know. He just, that's hey. not true, Drew. No, no, I'm just saying, Uncle, I saw the speech. I saw, <laughs> I saw James Harden's speech. I'm from Houston. I love James. Uh-huh. I just wish he just had that long speech. He just, hey, thank uh, y'all. Uh, everybody, yeah. Uh, woo, mama. Oh, we need to hear the speech. Well, then. play the pull the speech up. <laughs> yeah, because I got to you say what you're not Bobby gonna do. Yeah, call yeah. me a liar. <laughs> what you're not gonna I, do. I was shay. I turned my rocking hat round back when I said I can't be me, James, up here talking like this. <laughs> you should have heard the Kimmy Matumbo. I thought it was the, he got the Craig Sago Award. I thought the Cookie Monster was on TV. Was, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this. Thank you. I, I need to say thank you. I said the cookie monster got the wall from downstairs. Pull it up. Pull I'm it up. Pulling it up right now. Because what you're not going to do. He called me a lie. <laughs> yeah, his last word on his speech, you tell me wrong. James Hart's last word was swag. <laughs> the last word. Swag. <laughs> swag. You can't find a call. Uh, uh. Pull it up. Because y'all not going to call me no lie. What, what about his do? outfit? He didn't wear that cow, uh, I uh, thought that black she, and white he outfit. Came like he was represented from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that, that cow print is too much. That's let, me, let me get And that. then the speech. Mm. Mm. Y'all, y'all pull it up. You ain't call me no lie. I dare Because what you're not going to yeah. do. I'm from Houston. No, because I was I was embarrassed. <laughs> you know, Steph Curry the year before. You know, you, you know, I okay, thought. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wow. Uh, all glory to God, man. All glory to God. Um, wow. Huge shout out to the NBA. NBA and all the legends that paved the way for me to be able to play this game like I do um, and, and, and like I love. Um, huge shout out to the Rockets, man. Uh, whole city of H-Town, uh, Tillman, Yanyoni, uh, <laughs> uh, Tad, Daryl, Rafael, um, you know, all the coaching staff, the training staff, Jason Biles, Keith Jones, uh, Swerve. Um, I know I'm missing somebody it's off the top, but um, this is everybody that helped, man, from the equipment guys to the, the, the ball boys, um, you know, everybody that, that helps um, to get me to where I want to go. Um, shout out to my family, my sister, my brother, uh, niece, my nephews, 
Uh, right. Uh, and moms. Uh, I'm not going to get here. No, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to get. I'm, uh, I'm not doing all that. Uh, but she's my backbone. Uh, good times, bad times. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, we only get one life, and, and I'm happy she's my mom. Like, I wouldn't have it no other way, for real. Um, yeah. Six man of the year to the MVP. Shout out to all the youngest, man. I got a dream. It's a vision out there. Go take it. Go chase that dream. All right. I'll see y'all next year. <laughs> Swag. That wasn't as bad. That wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as you. Yeah, well, Junior was exactly. I told (laughs) y'all. Yeah, ha, hey, (laughs) yeah, mama, ha. It was a little overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, swag. (laughs) (laughs) But but hold on, pull up the Kimmy Matumbo for me, please. Please play the Kimmy. But I understand though. Where he coming from? Because he was speaking from his heart. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he was trying to he was. break. So. Gave love he to his mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His mom was on stage mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. So yeah, Junior, you being a little. I'm not being. I'm from Houston. <laughs> yeah, I. Me you too. expected yeah. more. I can't I, tell. Where is all the <laughs> trash Junior? talking? Junior, they have turned on you. But forget them. Yeah. Where's the trash talking? Oh, you wanted him to try. What did what? you want him to say? I told y'all ass. This wasn't even a debate. Uh, oh, you take wanted that, man. Yeah, oh. he wanted trash talking from James Harden. No, what? man, you oh. can't do that. See, see. this is no, a man, heartfelt not a speech. Winner. Yeah, you got to thank people that got he you there, Junior. He thanked them, Unc. But you remember Russell Westbrook talked crazy to you? <laughs> do you remember that? Got you shipped off. You don't want to bring that up. Remember KD? What what that got to do with being MVP? That's why he got it. Uh, he was playing his heart out. Say something. Let me get let me get comedian of the year. So, I'm gonna tell all y'all ladies. Hey, Doug, you <laughs> <did> <laughs> <say> <laughs> I know what he just said. Everybody. <laughs> Junior, he got up there. He thanked God. His he mother, his mom. I, I got the team. All told, that. Yeah, the team. I'll tell you something else too, Junior. You don't have to sad ass. Can't pass out no advice how to act. Why <laughs> <laughs> you say that? Steve? He about tired of his little ass on oh, yeah, you know. He's just like the damn hamburger. See that? You just want him to be the Jamie Foxx of the NBA? Come on, everybody! Come on! Hey, hey! I'm James Harden. What's going on here? Y'all better clap for me. I'll slap slap everybody on this front row. He's feeling himself. Feeling himself. So that's what Junior was looking Mm -hmm. for, a little bit more trash talking. Why? Yeah. Okay. I, I understand that if you're from Houston and, yeah. and all the stuff he had to go we through. We had to get an MVP to that point. since Elijah won. You know how long ago that was? Junior, uh-huh. <laughs> you got to calm down. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Forget it. Forget it. No, no. No. No, y'all ain't going to do me. No, you ha- can have your Happy opinion. sad out. <laughs> Good. All right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show <laughs> coming up right after this. Yes. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, in entertainment news, hey, listen, Kanye West is trying to clear up his comments on slavery. Uh, He did it in a New York Times interview. Kanye opened up about his state of mind during that infamous TMZ rant when he said that slavery was a choice. He also revealed that he was scared that his wife Kim Kardashian was going to leave him after those remarks. He says, there was a moment where I felt like after TMZ, 
Maybe a week after that, I felt like the energy levels were low, Kanye said. I called different family members and I was asking, you know, was Kim thinking about leaving me after TMZ? That was a real conversation. When asked to clarify if he really believed that slavery was a choice, Kanye said he never said that. Mm. I said the idea of sitting in something for 400 years sounds sounds like a choice to me. I never said it's a choice. I never said slavery itself, like being shackled in chains, was a choice, he explained. That's why I went from slave to 400 years to mental prison to this and that. If you look at the clip, you see the way my mind works. There you go. Sounds just as crazy as the day you said. <laughs> uh, that, Steve, you, you met him. Now? No, yeah. that ain't no damn clarity. I'm confused <laughs> more now. He said he never said slavery was a choice. He, you know, said that the 400 years, that sounded like a choice. Sitting Look, somewhere for 400 years. that Kanye had kind of spoken out of place. Yeah, I did too. I mm-hmm. knew that I'm these you remarks that. were going to be taken uh-huh. in a negative way, mm-hmm. but and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. If you listen to it, it sounded exactly that way. And not everybody was wrong about it. Now, your intent, I think his intent was true. Yeah. I think Kanye intentionally meant to say what he's explaining to us now, and it came out wrong, horribly wrong. But that's the part he's paying for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people make mistakes, so he made the mistake. Well. Uh, that's it. Did you yeah. understand what Shirley just read, though? Did you understand any of that? He said he never believed that slavery was a choice. He said he never said that. He said the idea of sitting in something for 400 years sounds like a choice to him. He said, I never said it's a choice. I never said slavery itself, like being shackled in chains, was a choice. That's why I went from slave to 400 years to mental prison to this and that. If you look at the clip, you see the way my mind works. Well, while a lot of people were ready to cancel uh, Kanye after the controversy, he said he's not worried about losing his black fan base. In fact, he said that it's not going to happen. You're not always going to agree, but you're not going to leave. That's what Kanye said. Well, they can't leave me, Jim. No, because well, my black help. fan base can't leave me because I've developed, I stole the song from Temptation. What? I know you want to leave, <laughs> but I refuse to let you go. Yeah. And if I have to beg and plead yeah. for your sympathy, I mm. don't mind because you mean that much to me. Mm. They just mean too I'm much to me. I can't mm-hmm. leave black people, no matter what I, I could, no way. Mm-hmm. They mean too much to me. I know you misunderstood me on quite a few things I've done. Mm-hmm. Trump visit was the biggest, but you, know, <laughs> you will never you know, be able to let uh, that go. Huh? What did you say? Well, you know, I went up there to try to do something. It ain't worked out. I ain't been back. Well, you know, you gotta take a chance, man. Yeah. You know, if you can get something good out of this. Your White intentions House, you weren't good. That's, yeah, yeah, just like yeah. you said about Kanye. Kanye your, your the intentions. intent behind Jim what Free you did. people. He putting them in slave. That's a damn problem. <laughs> They're both working opposite directions. <laughs> but they're still together. Mm-hmm. They're still together. They have three yeah, beautiful children. They have family yeah. children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which speech? Hmm. Kanye's speech or James Harden? Which <laughs> <laughs> right there. Swag. Coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, 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 it looks like Cardi B and Offset did the doggone thing. They did it in the old-fashioned way after all. Love, marriage, and then the baby carriage, okay? Mm. Apparently, the two have been married for almost a year now. Uh, the marriage certificate, yeah. What? Who knew? Who knew? I love it. Like a talking. Yeah, the marriage certificate uh, lists the date as... Is the, Offset the one that... Uh, in the Migos? Yeah, was doing me in the... Uh, no, that was like Quavo, in, right? No, Quavo, Quavo, yeah. That's Quavo looks uh-huh. like you. Throw yeah. Quavo, yeah. I just try to keep track of everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing you. Yeah. The marriage certificate lists the ma- the wedding date as uh, September 20th, 2017. Now, this is according to an insider. Offset just woke up one day, looked at Cardi, and said, marry me. So instead of announcing the news to their friends and family, they decided to tie the knot right away and got married at the house. For the wow. record, yeah, Cardi B was not married at the time. I mean, she was not pregnant at the time. This means that when Offset staged that whole public engagement, remember back in October, mm-hmm. he and Cardi B had already been married a month, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cardi actually confirmed the news uh, on yesterday. She kept it private because she wanted that moment for herself. And I understand that, you know, mm-hmm. because paparazzi is all around them. So they wanted something special for themselves. I love it. She says, our relationship was so new. We had a lot of growing up to do, but we were so in love, we didn't want to lose each other. So that's why they did it, yeah. That's a great yeah. thing. I've yeah, said yeah. all that before. Okay, so Steve, since you said <laughs> that, so there are a lot of young people out here that are so in love and they don't want to use each other. What advice do you have for, for young people that want to get married? Well, first of all, patience. You start a family. You should exercise patience. Because especially when you're young. Because the decision you're making today may not even be applicable to one year from now. What you want today is going to change and what you will accept and who you are. If you're young, 20 years old, 21, in one year, all of those three things will be different. Who you are will be different. What you want will be different. or What you will accept will be different. All of that changes over the year. I promise you it does. So patience. If you all really love each other, then won't nothing happen to it. Marrying a person, and this is not about Cardi B and uh, Offset Offset at all. That's not. They, they did the thing. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm just talking about in general. A, a pastor told me something that stuck with me. He said, when you get married, the only thing that changes is the appearance of your left hand, third finger. So if y'all tripping before you get married, when you get married, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be tripping. It changes nothing. What it does is it's a tool that unifies people under the eyes of God with some vows between you. That's it. If that's meant to be, it will be that way this year or two years from now. And so you might as well be patient and wait. Because if you get married at 20 or 24, tell me what's the difference if you plan on being married the rest of your life. Or you trying to get your six years in now so you move on to something else? That's a logical, oh, experienced answer, you yeah. know. But when you're young and in love, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, to to follow those rules. I'm sure everybody's parents told, to, have told their kids that and everything. But it's just hard when you're young and have no experience and you're just in love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, Steve. Coming up, closing remarks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we go. Last break of the day. Um, 
some parting words for us with your closing remarks, please. All right. Um, I guess um, without thinking about this much, I want to talk to you about life, how fragile it is. And I want to have something to say about, you know what? I'm really not going to get into the whole situation because like, I just be honest with you. There are times, there are actually times when I'm actually sick and tired of talking about it. I am exhausted with the fact that the color of my skin has to come into play in my everyday life, my just day to day. I don't know. I I really can't think of any days realistically where I do not have to consider the color of my skin, the shape of my nose and my lips. Wherever I go, the situation I'm in, I very rarely can think of a day that I'm not made aware of it or I have to factor it in. If you're not a person of color or a minority, you may not even be able to understand what I'm saying. But I'll just give you an example. When riding in the car and being stopped by the police, as me and my buddy Greg Calhoun was doing last year after golf outing coming from Montgomery to Alabama in his car, and we were speeding, and we were supposed to get pulled over. We were speeding. But what I had to do was immediately become aware that I am a black man. Skip your money and your fame. I don't have time to throw that out at you. I got to get and start preparing myself as the officer approaches the car. I must understand, without him getting my ID, I'm a black man. Just a black man. So I put my hands up on the dashboard and the officer came to the passenger side and said, why is your hands on the dashboard? I said, because I don't want nothing to happen to me. The officer said, while that's acting mighty suspicious, I said, no, it's not. I'm just being safe, officer, if you don't mind. She said, well, I'll need to see ID. I said, my ID happens to be in a pouch in the back seat. I would have to reach. She said, well, go ahead. And I was tense because I didn't I didn't want to be mistaken. When I'm on an elevator and I get on, I am conscious of the fact that me and my guy are the only ones on the elevator. When I go to golf courses and I oftentimes see that there are hardly any African-Americans out here, it's just me and one of maybe the foursome that I'm playing with. And, and, and I, 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 I'm just always aware of it. If you're not that, you don't have to be aware of it. But it's the awareness that becomes draining at times. It's the fact that you got to be the only one on your flow, the only one on the ele- elevator, the only one in the cubicle, the only one in your department, the only one at the meeting, the only one in the cafeteria, the only one on the, on the trip, the only one... The only one at the hotel at the front desk, the only one, the only one, the only one's kids that's in the recital, the only one's kids that's at the that's on the soccer team, the only one, the only one, the only one, the only one 
gets to be exhausting at times. This will not change until more people who are not of color can try to empathize or sympathize or generalize or something with us to say, you know what? I don't know how that feels, but I bet that ain't right. Because as I've often said many times, slavery didn't end just because black people got sick of being slaves. We were sick of it, the thought of it, when they put us on the boats. Nobody wanted to ride the boat over here and come be no slave. Nobody was under the belly of them slave ships going, man, this is nice. This is going to be a new opportunity. Nobody. So I want to wake up and just see what it feels like to just go about my day without having to calculate my race, without to have to calculate the color of my skin. To watch other people get paid a certain amount of money and then you don't get paid a certain amount of money with the same type of ratings. And then you got you got to incorporate something else again. Now, I've been very blessed with the life that I have. And I would not trade mine for anything. With all this sick and tired of being sick and tired, I also, what makes this all so tolerable for me is my love of who I am. My love of our power to overcome, our power to maintain in the struggle, our power to still be something when we were brought here to simply be nothing. So for us to have accomplished what we've accomplished, I'm grateful and awful proud of that. So I guess my pride just keeps me going on. I hope that God will continue to let whatever light that I can let shine through my existence to inspire someone else to overcome when it look like you ain't gonna make it. Because that's exactly what I've done by the grace of God. I have overcome against all the odds, even when they said I wasn't going to make it. And even though I'm tired of being tired, I wouldn't trade places and be nothing else no how, because in this struggle has taught me so many items of strength. I've learned so much about myself. My soul is strong. My spirit is strong. I thank God for that. So, y'all have a great weekend. Wednesday. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that any time I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. 
Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your healthcare provider about treatment options to manage your weight.